I'm gonna let you drive on this one. No, I'm not driving. I don't want to. You no. put this together. You wrote these questions. Welcome to your football fantasy. Welcome back, douche tacos. Happy to have you back here on your football fantasy. You look at me funny. Who's looking at you funny? You did. You're the only person in the room. You did say douche taco, so I thought that was kind of entertaining. Yeah, you know what that is? No. So if you take the results of a douche uh-huh. and pour it over your taco, uh-huh. then you've got a douche taco. Thank you for that. It's a great, it's a great phrase. Use it in your day-to-day. This is your football fantasy. I am Dweez Nuts. We are joined today by Big Wiz. Big Wiz, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great today. We're recording this a day early. I know. You got family shit. Yeah, it's Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, it is Mother's Day coming up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. When'd you get your wife? This is her second Mother's Day. Second Mother's Day. I got some clothes and... Oh, Jesus Christ. A card. Wiz. Jesus. Hey, you know what I got her last year? Mm. A massage thing? Yeah. Do you know how many times she's gone to it? Zero. Zero! She doesn't like to be touched. So I think it was a salon thing. Maybe it was not a massage, it was a salon thing. But mm-hmm. she still hasn't fucking gone. She doesn't like that sort of thing. I don't know. She got Maybe fucking, she just doesn't have any she, friends in she, town to she, take. She got her fucking nails done today. That's great. Yeah. Did she use nope. the salon? Okay. No, nope. <laughs> she did it. All right. I, I bought my wife a grill. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand new Weber grill. It's quite beautiful. She's going to really appreciate I'm it. I'm sure she will. It's like her fifth Mother's Day. She doesn't give a shit anymore. News, you you picked up a new recruit. We are you talking about our our potential guest? Yeah. Host? Oh man, we got some fancy news for you guys. If you're tired of listening to our voices, uh, tough shit. We're gonna we're gonna stick around, but we may bring it be bringing in a third here. I've been working on a nickname for him. What did you come up with? There is the obvious. <laughs> is there? Which we just call him Bullfrog All or right. the Bullfrog. All right. I think Big Wiz and the Bullfrog sounds really good. The Dewey's Nuts sucks compared to that. Please. Yeah, it does. Back off. Back off the Dewey's Nuts. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter did tell me, quote, stick with the Dewey's Nuts thing. It's hilarious. Just saying. Right. People like it. Was that on Yelp? No. We don't have any reviews yet. I did make an offer last week. People just ignored it completely. (laughs) We're going to, we'll, we'll repeat that offer later. Guys, look, go find us wherever you can find us and write a, write us a review. Follow, subscribe to the show, tell your friends about us. Uh, you are growing in numbers, but we'd like you to grow faster. If we can get if we can get two hundred listeners by the time the season begins, I'm gonna quit my job. Two hundred? I don't know. That's a lot, lot, dude. I don't like my job. Let's <laughs> <laughs> welcome to life, buddy. Oh, oh come on. You're supposed to do what you love for a living, aren't you? Yeah, it's called the work. Oh, it's the worst. Let's kick this off with some news. There's a lot. This week in football. <laughs> That's uh, why I do it. Yes, some things happened. Uh, first, the big news here, C.J. Anderson was finally signed to a team. You've heard about it by now, I'm sure. Oh, great and loyal listeners. C.J. Anderson is the newest Carolina Panther. Sign a one-year deal, undisclosed amount of money, so we're unsure 
of exactly it, typically you can look at the money and you can get an idea of how the team is probably going to try to use this guy. We don't know what it is yet. CJ Anderson is second best running back. If not their best. He's a great running back. I've Between said the tackles? Long, I really liked watching him run. So here's the question for you. Christian McCaffrey was the first pick in our dynasty startup draft here recently. Yeah. Do we worry? Yeah. Okay. I mean, touchdowns matter, and C.J. Anderson is going to get those goal line carries. Touchdowns matter. Let me tell you why. So, so you're right. I worry about the touchdowns. However, I think this ends up being an, a, a wash at worst for our, our boy McCaffrey because, as we know, Christian McCaffrey is not a three-down, run-the-ball-between-the-tackles kind of guy. Okay. And as the roster stood... There wasn't anybody else around to do that. So the presumption was that he was going to get more work. He's going to touch the ball a lot more. He's a small guy. You've said it before. He, I was a, terrified a guy to be that injured. size, injury risk, right? Yes. So if C.J. Anderson can come in here and play some of that role, maybe we keep CMC fresh. So that, keep that, him, that's your feeling. We is, keep him healthy. Is CJ, the, the wash is, is that, yes, he's going to take touches, but he's going to keep McCaffrey healthy. Yeah, and, you know, Last year, Jonathan Stewart played a role that took a lot of work away from from McCaffrey, and McCaffrey still ended up doing fine. So I like him. I like him in the role he played last year. Maybe some more touches would be good okay. for us, but I I still like him. I think it's okay. When I first heard the news, I I got real upset. Okay, well, I, I got upset into a ball. What I got upset about was that he was always on our list. Do we draft him? Do we draft him? Do we draft him? And we didn't ever pull the CJ Anderson. You're talking about. Yes. Yeah. We talked about it many times. Should we draft him before he was picked up by a team? And, and yeah, in the end we didn't draft him. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. We're going to be fine. Kobe Felina was released from the saints here. Do we care? No, they, yeah. don't, they don't really use a tight end anymore since Graham left. We don't give a shit about Kobe Fleener, but we do know that tight end on the Saints can be a valuable position. Could be valuable. Football. They haven't used him since Jimmy Graham. That's because it's been Colby Fleener. Let's be honest. Josh Hill. Hill is there for a little bit. Also not a, yeah, not, not a very player. good. So this is a position to keep your eye on. I don't know. Did they draft somebody? They got a young guy. We'll see what happens. But, you know, Fleener's gone. So so opportunity uh, is there for somebody to step in and maybe, maybe start doing something again. Uh, Mark Ingram, here's some more really Ooh. big news. Mark Ingram has been suspended for four games for taking some drugs he wasn't supposed to take. Ingram has already appealed and lost his appeal. So it's going to be four games, <laughs> period. The New Orleans Saints have a bye in week six. That sucks. So in essence, if you are sitting around with Mark Ingram on a roster, uh, you're going to go six weeks without using him. Because that fifth week, that first week back, he can't, you know, it's his first week back. You can never can't expect play much. Team. Your first week back. You can't practice on a suspension. You can't do anything with the team at all on a suspension. So you're looking at week seven before you do anything. That's halfway through the league. So you've got this. So if you've got him on your team, you've got this roster spot that's just wasted by a guy that can't do anything. And he may come back and be awesome, but he may not. So let's ask this. We've so already. For a full season, that's 250 points. You're saying at best case, 125 out of marketing, which is a lot. It, it is a lot. So I'm going to ask you the question. Uh, it, let's say you're in a in a redraft league, your auction league, um, or a snake league. At what point do you consider taking Ingram now, knowing that he's not touching the field until week, week seven? seven. He's going to take up a roster spot to week seven. Four or five dollars, six bucks at most. And in a snake draft, that translates to what, round nine? Round nine, ten. Yeah. 
Around nine ten, you can then 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 you're getting value, then you're getting depth. Crazy value, right? So this to me is one of these situations where if I've already got my starting roster set, yes. and we're good, and now I'm just picking backups. I'll take him, but you can't take him as a starting running back at running back two on your team because then you're stuck for one. Six, he's already weeks. sharing carries as it is, and now he doesn't play till week seven. That's a problem. What is your thought about Alvin Kamara here? Adds value to him, doesn't it? Is he going to get all these touches? Are they going to sprinkle some of these new guys that they've they got? Sprinkle in? new guys in. I think Breeze is still going to drop the, you know, go back and throw the ball forty-five times a game. Yeah. Um, but Kamara's going to get a larger load. I think it eva- every time you say larger load, it makes me <laughs> you get excited. I know. Yeah. In your mouth, that is the best thing you can imagine. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is going to get a few more touches, I think, but not. It's, he's not going to go ape shit. He's not. So gonna you don't be, think that he would swallow that load? No, I don't think he's going to swallow. I don't think he can swallow the load. Not so much. Does um, gold teeth? It look good. The who's got gold teeth? Does Kamara have gold teeth? Yes. Man, fucking thug. <laughs> he's a good running back. Yeah, but clearly he's a fucking thug. That's racist. Yeah, maybe. Um, look, here's the thing about Kamara. Uh-huh. At this point, people are going to go really fucking. Cr- They've already they were already crazy. So you feel like this kid. going through the roof. This kid, they were drafting this kid way too early. Anyway, this is just going to cement it. Huh? Don't be surprised if you know if our dynasty startup league were going on right now. I I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Camara go maybe number two. No way. Overall, only because people are stupid. Uh, yeah, yeah. For our very first ACL tear of the year happens before we start really running around. Where's Fozzie at? Fozzie Whitaker's in Carolina. Fozzie Whitaker's one of the guys that was likely to be uh, part of the one-two back situation in there with Cameron Artis Payne before C.J. Anderson comes in. It doesn't really matter who it is. I put it on here because finally somebody tore an ACL and it took all of, what, four days in practice? They started working out last week? He was actually in the weight room when he did it. Yeah. Before C.J. Anderson, maybe this would be of somewhat importance and tell you, hey, Cameron Artis Payne is likely to get more a lot more touches now as he and CMC were the only two on the roster, but CJ's here, so I don't know how much that matters. I find your next news to be a little bit deep, and you're kind of like the media here. Yeah. So let's spin it out so we can talk about this one for a little The second. new Lions head coach, that is Matt Patricia. Yes. Apparently he's a rapist. Apparently. See, I think that, that again, that, that's a large statement to make. In 1996, when he was in college... He was accused of sexual assault. Yes. And accused. The, right. The witness refused. You could be to, accused. The witness refused to come forward. So the reason he this was makes, never indicted. Nothing ever happened. Yeah. The reason this makes the news right now is because Matt Patricia recently addressed his team, talked to his team about it, and said, "I'm sorry this happened. Understand that it's so far in my past that I'm just the Lions head coach now." That's not what he said. What did he say? He said, "Uh." This happened when we were in college. It was in South Padre Island, I believe it was, in 1996. Where did he go to college? Uh, RPI, dumb shit. What? Polytechnic Institute or something? Oh, or, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a uh, rocket scientist. Yes, rocket scientist. Um, she, the, the cops in, investigated it. She raped. never came forward. Why do I was rape? He's a fucking rocket scientist. Yeah, they, uh, they, naturally. They ain't getting laid. Okay. We got some sad news for Big Wiz here. If you've been listening to the show for a while, there's a guy who... Who, who you really like to bring up. Out of, out of the blue, out of nowhere, when we're not talking about anything relative. Henry A. Scott? Uh, no. 
No, he's a football player. And, um, you know, you brought him up several times. I've called you out for it, but you've always ignored me calling you out. This guy's been dropped from his team, and he's no longer in the NFL. Who? It's Paul Perkins. Wayne Gullman? It's Paul. Close. It's Paul Perkins. Ah, oh, thank God. Paul's out of the NFL. Paul Perkins is gone. Imagine that. He uh, he hurt himself, and they let him go for it. He hurt himself? Uh, maybe he hurt I himself. I told you how bad he was. He put in his interview in the NFL. I'm just glad the Giants and, and Gettleman and Shermer came to their senses. He's gone. Maybe he failed physical. I'm not sure what it is. Speaking of New York Giants running backs, this piece of news isn't on here, but there were a handful of times during that draft uh, that I considered Orleans Darkwa, who is no. currently a free agent, but he had a big year last year. Uh, Only he, because Paul Perkins was that bad. So he broke his knee or leg or whatever a couple of years ago and had a metal plate put in. So last year, his big breakout year, he had a metal plate in his leg. They dro- dropped him, and a handful of teams reportedly said something along the lines of, get that plate taken out of your leg and we'll consider it. He went this. He's going this weekend and getting the plate taken out of his leg. Good for him. So we'll see if he gets signed by a team. He did have a nice year last year. He really did break out right there on that contract year. Shocker, another NFL player breaks out on his contract year. You know, I'm going to keep my eye on him in our Dynasty League where we have 28 fucking guys on the roster. Might be somebody worth considering later. All right, we got some dumb shit to talk about. Thank God. Are you done talking about that rape yet? No. Okay. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. So the new there's a there's a New Jersey superintendent. He's a superintendent of schools, uh, uh, some school in New Jersey. Uh, I guess for a while now he was sneaking into a rival high school's football field before school and taking a shit on the track or on the field, various places. I give this new superintendent a lot of props for the balls to do it, and that's school pride. That is school yeah, pride. He's taking a shit right on the field. On, finally. On the opposing school's field. It wasn't his own. Yeah, on the opposing school's field. So finally He they, thought that highly of his own team, yeah, his he own did. school. He was Yeah, it's great school pride. He finally got busted for doing it. The the crazy thing is, I mean, it looks bad. His school went in and beat the shit out of them like sixty-two nothing. That rival. So like, not only did he shed all over the field, but like their own football. <laughs> well, team he was also proving a point. Uh, I don't know if this guy's penal- how he's being penalized for this, but like a superintendent stepping in and taking that active of a role as a former educator, I like to see it. But but come on, it doesn't look very good. Pretty dumb shit. Yeah, but I mean. The school pride gets an A for that. A plus for school pride. Big Ben Roethlisberger came out last week real fucking pissed off at his team for drafting I don't understand. Do you understand this? This is like Brett Favre circa 2005. Oh, yeah. He's a great team player, Big Ben, isn't he? Yeah. He came out and said uh, something like, I'm pissed off. My team wasted a third-round pick. Instead of trying to help us win now, they took this douchebag quarterback, uh, and we didn't need him. Well, he made the statement he's not going to help us win now. And he also made the statement that says, I refuse to help Mason. So it is exactly Brett Favre. I'm not sure if he said that. It's Brett. He says, I, he, he refuses to mentor him. Yes. He has publicly said he refuses publicly to mentor him. Yes. Right. In the same statement. So this is exactly the Brett Favre situation with Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre would not talk to Aaron Rodgers at all. Well, what, what, what I get upset about is like, it's team, team, team. I'm constantly talking about retirement. They Constantly. draft your replacement, 
and yet now you're upset. Not just talking about retirement. Midway through the season, you start <laughs> you start saying, "I might retire this year. I'm really hurt. It's looking like I'm going to retire." Of course, he fucking drafted a quarterback. He's an idiot. I hate Big Ben and all rapists, <laughs> including Matthew Patricia. Yeah. So remember when you were sued like uh, three weeks ago? Almost sued. Almost sued. Threatened. I hope Patricia comes in. I'm taking away because of for defamation. 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 Same thing. Yeah, let him. It's fine. You're I'm an idiot. To, I'm allowed to say whatever I want. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I think that. that's how the rules work. Hey, DT Money makes the makes dumb shit again. That's Donald Trump, for you that don't know. Donald Trump has decided to put a new uh, office into our government, and he's calling it the religious office. It'll be part of his White House. Is Mike Pence running it? Mike Pence is not running it. We don't know who's running it yet. Um, <laughs> but he's going to put a religious office... Into the fucking White House as part of his cabinet. You know, the White House. Like the government. You know, the government of the uh, Republican Party. The party of the Constitution. The same document that says, we're not really going to do anything religious-wise in this in this God uh, and government. state will be kept separate? Absolutely. And here comes this guy, a great Republican. And literally, does, here's what I'm really curious to see. They, they were very careful, I think, to call it a religious office. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say we're going to put the voice of religion and religious groups into uh, into uh, government these days. I'm very curious to see which groups that is. Because my guess is there's going to pretty much be one of them. Which one? The Christians. <laughs> Maybe the evangelical Christians. Oh, right. I guarantee you um, there's no fucking Muslims on that board. I hope there's at least three about the Quran. My God, yeah. I hope so. Hey, um, what? I just have a question for you. What great actor went to school with Mike Pence? I don't. Where did Mike Pence go to school? The some religious college. Then I don't have any clue. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> people, you... people have often told me I look like Woody Harrelson <laughs> from Natural Born Killer specifically. Kind of, kind of. Okay, thanks. You and uh, Wario. You Wario, Woody Harrelson, all go together. That big fat fucker. Yeah, well, Wario slimmed down. <laughs> or like Waluigi. Waluigi is Wario slimmed down. Okay, I did have the curly Q mustache at one point in my life. You would look good. I did look good. I'll show you pictures later. Okay. What else? That's it for dumb shit. You got any dumb shit you want to add? No. Lots of dumb shit this week. There's dumb shit every week. There's dumb shit all over the world every week. Yeah. So I think you covered it. They're supposed to stick to football and, and Donald Trump. <laughs> but uh, that's good enough. Uh, let's get into the topic this week. Of course, there's still no drop for the topic of the week. Topic of the week. You're a Loser. Loser. It's a great drop. <laughs> Why don't you tell them all about what the topic is going to be? It was, it was. You set this well, up. Well, I wanted explain. to talk about our, you know the dynasty draft happened. It wrapped up that I think it wrapped up Monday night or Tuesday Sunday night. I don't. Yeah, something. Like um, that. and we it's fresh in our minds. We need to talk about it. We need to give the we need to give the people. We're we're you know, we're here for the people. We need to give them. We need to download them on the news and how we how we feel the draft went. You so you want to break down our dynasty startup draft for these guys? Yes, I do. All twenty-eight rounds for the twelve teams in there. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna go through twenty-eight rounds because it took about three weeks to do it. It was painful. It all took nine days. Nine days of hell, folks. It was, some of it was painful. I have one question for you: If you can cut down, how many roster spots do you think is actually legit for a dynasty league? Because twenty-eight seems awfully large to me. This being my first dynasty league. Yeah. So we have 26 players on our roster, and yeah. my and our last three draft picks, I think, all belong on our roster. So I think 26 is good. You think 26 is? 
I only say that because of our team. You look at some of these other douchebags and the picks they were making in the twenty rounds twenties. Well, but they think, could have been finished at twenty. Do you think we could have gone on twenty two? Yeah, I mean, we could have stopped it whenever. I don't really know. I don't know how it goes. The whole purpose of Dynasty, one of the many purposes of Dynasty, I think, is to move the league action away from waiver wire stuff into trades. Well, into building your Dynasty team. Any moves you make are supposed to be through trades. Yeah, so to that point... I think we've pretty much covered all the fa- the fantasy roster worthy players in the NFL at this. I just think it could be cut down because it seemed really long to me. What is it? Three hundred and twenty five, whatever it is, total players taken. Yeah, slightly three hundred twenty six less. Yeah, three hundred some no three hundred thirty six. Math is not my strong suit. That's not true. Everything's my strong suit. I'm amazing at all things. Talk about it. Yeah, all right. So let's do that. Let's take a look at this draft. We're going to throw, just to remind you all, we don't know any of the people in this league. So we can't, we're going to give you their team names and we're going to tell you how we think they did. We're going to tell you how we think we did. We're going to answer a whole bunch of questions about this. It's completely and utterly irrelevant to your life, the actual draft, but... Mixed into this conversation is going to be, I think, a lot of conversation about value of players, a lot of conversation about draft strategy that you might be able to take and turn into something useful for yourself. So bear with us as we talk about a bunch of strangers and uh, and see what you can't learn. Get your pens out, get your paper out. Let's dive in. Put your, your recorders on now. Record. Well, I mean, it's they can go back and listen to any episode anytime Joke. they want. It's called a pun. I don't suggest that they go back and listen to the NFC divisional value episodes. It was the AFC pre-draft. AFC, AFC was the worst. Okay. First up, first question that you've asked us. Yes. Go ahead. I want to know which team drafted the best quarterback. Which team's going to roll out as the absolute best in the quarterback position? So in this league, we only start one quarterback. Six points for a touchdown, but it's four points for an interception. Minus four for an interception. I think that's how they balance that out. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so one quarterback is the big thing, right? You, we don't start two. It's not a super flex. None of that stuff. And still some people drafted four or five quarterbacks. I guess because when you have 28 roster spots. And we only got two, which I, I feel we're short on. Tell me who you think are some of the teams that did really well and what who, who did they take? When did sure. they take them? Why do they have? Why are they sitting pretty and we're sitting? Well, we in gotta, we gotta invite these guys into our podcast a little bit so they can actually represent themselves. Yeah, but, now that the draft is but, over. But I would say number one was this is my son, not a very good team name, folks. But he's got he's got really good depth at quarterback, and he's got two number tier one quarterbacks with Cam Newton and Matt Ryan, followed up by Matt, uh, Marcus Mariota, and I just feel that in terms of an actual legit team, one of those guys gets hurt. They got, he can play any week whatever's playing the best matchup, and this guy can continuously roll out the best matchup, unlike our team. Yeah, three good quarterbacks there, and that's the point, right? It's not that you've got a guy, and then if he gets hurt, you've got another guy, but you've got three, two really he good quarterbacks, and another good one. You can pick you can pick the matchup there. So he's almost like he's streaming quarterbacks, but Correct. he's doing it with only guys that he has access to. You didn't even mention that he also drafted Ryan Tannehill. Don't give a fuck. Okay. Uh, I agree. But I'm glad you brought him up because he's got a, is he a smoking hot wife or is that Ponder? They both do. I, I, they're not as hot as my wife. 
Yeah, I would totally agree with you. Smart, because she's listening. <laughs> oh, both upstairs and on the show. All right, so the, the, another team that we think did pretty well here is Truffle Butter. Another... Truffle Butter did a pretty god awful team name. That's a way better team name. Truffle Butter is okay. So Truffle Butter also drafted only two quarterbacks like we did, except the two quarterbacks that he drafted, much like this, my son, are two guys that he can pick and choose from each week. That's all day long. Drew Brees, an all-time great quarterback. Hall of Fame quarterback. And Deshaun Watson, who... First off, he drafted as the first quarterback off of the board. Which was which, a little crazy to me. Yeah, it, but in Dynasty, that's been happening because he's young and he did he did Potentially the best young QB. You, you brought that up. I think that's a good, that was yeah. a good item. Yeah, so uh, so he's got these two guys. You can pick and choose which one you want to use. And, you, and certainly one of them is an insurance policy. I also like uh, that's what she said. I, I didn't. I did not agree with this one. I think it was a bad pick. That's what she said went with, with Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Bortles. Can you start Bortles? You, you can you start Bortles? Bortles is one of those matchup guys, right? So the reason I like him, I like this pick, is because we know what Wentz did last year. We know that Goff. The thing that Goff did well last year is when he played good matchups, he capitalized big time. But Goff's numbers fell off a lot towards the end of the year. Gurley, the, well, I, the Gurley reason went off. In, I think in, the reason Goff's numbers went tailed off at the end of the year is because his matchups got a lot harder. He started playing harder teams. Uh, if, if we go back and look his, at his splits, so the bad defenses he played, he he had great numbers. Or teams started figuring out, figuring out their offense. Well, what I said is true. And what you said is... <laughs> Always right. is, Dewey's nuts. But for the same reason that we like the other ones, I like this. There's there's three young guys, so it's a dynasty, and there's a lot of pressure on getting young guys. Sure. But also, these guys, Wentz, Goff, Bortles, these guys that you can... Goff and Bortles are certainly guys that you can use in a good matchup. And Wentz is a guy that if nobody, if none of the three have a good matchup, you'd feel comfortable rolling him out. I'm going to disagree with you on that. Bortles is not a matchup player, but but Wentz and Goff definitely are. You can definitely you can stream those guys. It doesn't matter. Look yeah. at the matchup and play him. I also like he drafted uh, he, he drafted Rudolph the spider in uh, in Pittsburgh, <laughs> who's going to be ignored. But Rudolph, we we assume was drafted to replace Big Ben on an offense that is chock a buck full of weapons and knows how to produce. So. In this dynasty league, my only concern with that is with Mason Rudolph is I'm not sure if Le'Veon Bell in that offense will still be the same. That's true. By the time Big Ben leaves, and Antonio Brown maybe. According to Big Ben, he's gonna be there for three to five more years now. But Mason Rudolph is at this point, from where we sit right now, it looks like he's gonna step into an offense that knows how to sure. perform. So, so if, if you're drafting rookies. Mason Rudolph, I think, is a fine rookie Pay to draft in the him. future. So I think that was a good thing. How about us? How do we do? Personally, I feel like we just land in the middle. We have Russell Wilson, who I think is a great fantasy quarterback, mostly because he runs the ball a lot, and you get tons of points from that. And a great dynasty fantasy running back or quarterback because he's young. He's young. Uh, the only thing that scares me a lot with him is that he's, his line's still terrible. Terrible. So I just get nervous that he's going to get hurt. But we, we do have Rosen, who I like a lot. Once Bradford gets hurt. Once Bradford gets hurt. I just don't like the fact that we only have two quarterbacks. So the difference between us and Truffle Butter, who also has two quarterbacks, is that... Truffle Butter can play each of those quarterbacks we are week stuck. in, week out, and we're stuck with Wilson. We'll try to get another one. And we, I don't think we, we need another one because Rosie might not be playing by the time that Wilson's bye week. Yeah, that's true. Who, uh, who in this league did the worst? Hawkins did. Hawkins Demogorgons. You don't know what that is because you don't watch TV. No, I have no idea what that is. It's from Stranger Things. Thank you. Uh, hugely popular show Hang in on. pop culture with Let the Let me give you his crowd. quarterbacks, okay? 
Hit me. Joe Flacco. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson. Who's his backup. So he's definitely got, every week he's going to have at least one Baltimore Raven quarterback to pick from. He does have Big Ben. Okay. We know that Big Ben's at, you know, he's going to get hurt whether he'll play or not. He'll Big Ben's going to be playing. terrible the first six weeks of the season. Because they start slow. And then he's going to start throwing 500 yards, you know, week spot, eight through 13 and in between, you know, randomly. So what we learned about quarterbacks from this conversation here, especially on a roster where you have 28 guys, is yeah. get a few guys that you can stream from your own roster. Matchups. That's, that's the way Figure to out matchups. This guy's got three quarterbacks, but only one of them is going to be worth a shit every week. We've got two, but only one of them is going to be worth a shit until Rosen gets going. Great strategy for Dynasty or any, any league where you have a large number of roster spots and you can waste a bench spot. Get to a point where you can stream quarterbacks from your roster and you're sitting pretty. Let's talk about running backs. Yep. Which teams in our league here drafted the best running backs? Yep. And uh, who they get when they get them? Why do you think they're set up? Without any biasness, I'm going to zero choose... Zero bias. <laughs> zero biasness. I'm going to choose Dweez Nutless. Which is not the name of our team. Dweez Nuts is the name of our yeah, team. Yeah, that one too. We have two tier one running backs. Two legit tier one with McCaffrey and Melvin Gordon. Those are two good picks. Great picks. Okay? Even though, So you still think McCaffrey's tier one, even though C.J. Anderson's... In there. a PPR league, yes. Okay. Okay. I agree. And we follow that up with Jarek McKinnon, who's a who's who's on that tier two... He's a bubble guy. He's a bubble guy in the yeah. tier two. He might he might fall down a little bit, but he, he's going to be at least... He might right now, also bump up into that tier, tier one. one. Right now, he's going to give, be given the opportunity to play in a great offense with, so, with Kyle Shanahan. So I should have said before we started, in this league, we start two running backs, but there are three flex spots. So you can start up to five. Which is a ton. So we've easily got two each week and at least one flex, you're saying, so far. What else do we have on our team that well, helps We get us? some tier threes with, with Theo Riddick and Jeremy Hill. In, in The thing with Jeremy Hill that I like... For bad reasons, he's in New England, and no one knows what running back is going to be there. But we know they use the running backs, and we know he's, they like one guy to be the goal line back. One guy to be the goal, like Garrett Blunt, mm-hmm. circuit five years ago, or last year, not last year because he was in Philly two years, two ago. years ago. But I mean, those are tier; those are two; those are tier three options. Yeah, like Theo Riddick. You know, they did some moves in Detroit with their running backs, but Riddick is the pass catching back, and I don't think that changes. Mm-mm. So I think that's a good PPR back. And Riddick lines up as a receiver half the time anyways. We've got some other guys on this roster. We can talk briefly about who else we decided to pair with him. So we dra- we talked about this last week. We drafted some guys really early, and then and then we just kind of ignored the running back position yeah. for a while. So we were scrambling. But we came back strong. I think so. You know, we got um, we got TJ Logan, who's a backup in Arizona. Who I love. Not just a backup in Arizona. but he's he a the scat- backup? No, but he's the scat back guy in Arizona who who the coaching staff and David Johnson came out last week and said that this offense is going to be retooled so we can use TJ Logan. He's fast as fuck. Uh, we got Mike Davis because maybe Mike Davis ends up being the big back in that backfield that gets to get there. I don't work. have a lot of faith that's going to happen. Though. No. We got Jalen Richard, who, yes, he's a number three on the depth chart right now, but that's behind Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin. I hate both of those And guys. DeAndre Washington. Jalen Richard is better than DeAndre Washington and catches passes better than all three of those Which guys. Which your best, your favorite coach will use. I hate that fucking guy. Uh, we also got, oh my God, I, I said he was dead to me last week. I want to take it back because now he's on our roster. Wayne Gallman, who won't do anything until Saquon Barkley gets hurt, but I'm counting on it. 
Well, if Schubert's smart, he's going to use two running backs in a little I bit. I fucking hope Wayne Gallman gets some work because he's on a roster. And yeah. we drafted him relatively high because we were scrambling. Give me the next one. You you, you put, this is my son. This my son. And has, I'm not sure I agree with you this And the only reason I put him on here as some good picks is he went heavy rookies. Okay. Give he's got some me. interesting rookie picks, okay? So he's got Rashad Penny. Who I don't like. Terrible. However, the coaching staff just came out and said, we think he is a three down back and we're going to... Use him like of every every down, three down. Apparently, I didn't feel the same with Mike Davis, Mike Davis or Chris Carson. Carry right. on Johnson. You know, you've talked a little bit about Carry on Johnson. You like Carry on Johnson as a player. I, I think they're going to use him. Uh, they drafted Naheem Hines, who I really wanted to get in Indianapolis because he's the pass catching guy. He's five nine, one hundred and eighty pounds. All he can do is catch the bat, catch the ball out of the backfield. He's like a CMC. I just don't like these Duke Johnson guys. Sure, and I don't know who the fuck will. I think you. I think it's Lenny Wilkins, coach of the NBA Hawks. Oh, they drafted Lenny Wilkins, coach of the NBA Hawks, for their <laughs> in their running back stable. The re- the only reason I put him on here is because you know you gotta feel like in a dynasty draft teams go a little rookie crazy, uh-huh. and he might have done this, but at the same time, there's there's potential there's for potential. these guys to do a lot. It's Jordan Wilkins who is another Indianapolis Colts running back. He's the guy that's going to be fighting with Marlon Mack for the first and second down. Okay. I think Johnson probably is most upside immediately. Penny, I guess they both do. Penny and Johnson probably have a ton. People love Rashad Penny right now. Yeah, I'm not from a fantasy wise because you always get the ball. He's number one running back. Yeah. Who else we got on this list? Ed? You got uh, got five on it. I'm not sure who that is, but we got he's got Saquon Barkley, Alex Collins. The combination of Marshawn Lynch and Martin combo, which I think sucks. Yeah, but if you're going to get one, you might as well get two. Shady McCoy, which is was a Shady steal. Layton, Kalen Balazs. These are some good running backs. None of them are big, blow your na- your face off names except Barkley. But these other guys are guys that can likely produce. Knight Marchers came out drafted 12 running backs. Fucking 12. terrible. Listen to, listen to these 12 names, by the way. Best case, he's got two tier two running backs. With Delvin Cook, who does have a lot of upside when he comes back, right? He's going to be a good player. And Darius Juice. Here's what they said about Juice this week. What did they say about Juice? We don't think he can play the third down role. Well, that's not good. We're going to use him as a one and a two. So that up, up goes Perrine's stock? No, because he can't play the third down. I don't know. It's going to be Chris Thompson. It's going to be Chris, uh, Chris Thompson. Yep. Okay. Listen to these other six piles of garbage he's got. Tavon Austin. Wait. No. But just just today, coaching staff in Dallas said that they want Tavon Austin to touch the ball somewhere between 12 and 24 times a game. Yeah, like that's going to happen, folks. Good luck. By the way, they still have Zeke there, okay? Who else? Zeke's going to touch the ball. Who else? Amir Abdullah, who's, who has over two years, has six touchdowns. Just fucking terrible. Peyton Barber. Nah. Yeah. Apparently, he's still in Tampa. I'm not sure what he's doing there. Mike Gillisley. He's the number six running back in New England. Jeremy Hill took his spot. CJ Procise. He's the number fourth running back in Seattle. Darren Sproles. Who's older. Who's 35. This guy's got 12 running backs, and six of them shouldn't be on a roster. Well, on a roster of 28, they should be. But, yeah, not not great. Um, That's what she said is another team in here with 11 running backs. Only two of them are starters, Zeke and Jordan Howard. Ingram is on this team. That was pre the suspension. <laughs> Might have made a different story if Ingram was there. But a lot of them, Cameron Artis Payne, who's now nothing because CJ Anderson's there. LeGarrette Blunt, Samaj P. Ryan, none of them are great. Who's the worst running back team here and why? Quailman Silver Skeeter. His best running back, listen to this, folks. Joe Mixon. Who yep. I like, and I think we like here, right? We we like Joe Mixon. We do. 
But Prob- if that's the only... That's the only running, legit running back he has. His next best running back is Duke Johnson, who I believe sucks. He'll be a Tier 3 running back after Carlos Hyde's there and Chubb's there. I, so I I like Duke Johnson a lot more than you. He didn't finish 11 last year. Of course, that was only when Amir Abdullah was there. So Hyde is in not, there now. Not Amir Abdullah when Isaiah Crowell was there. That's what I said. No, it's not what you said. You don't, fucked it up again. Don't, don't run the tape back. Uh, he was 11 <laughs> there. When Crowell was there. Crowell yes, was now there. Carlos Hyde is going to take some work away from him. But I still think Duke and Johnson... And Chubb's going to take... I think Duke Johnson has carved himself out a role on that team. So I don't think he'll end 11, but I don't think he'll be... A role between Landry, Gordon, Pullman. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are going to touch the ball there. Just don't expect a lot from Duke Johnson. His next best running back, folks, is Giovanni Bernard. Who's the backup to his who's best. Who's the backup to his best... And don't get me wrong. I mean, I like Joe Mixon, but this running back is terrible. Mm-hmm. Terry team is terrible at running backs. So I, I think Lord Buckethead, which is a fucking stupid fantasy football team name, ha- might have the worst running back. So he did get Leonard Fournette, which is nice. Then he went and got Royce Freeman, who we'll see what happens in Denver. Might be a starter. Well, right now, Devontae, Bo- Devontae uh, uh, Booker is still technically the starter. Okay. Everybody after that is a backup on their own team. Buck <laughs> Allen is a third-string backup on in Baltimore. Kenneth Dixon is a second-string running back Baltimore. in Baltimore. Deontay. Deontay Foreman in Houston, the, the, who that, may end up taking the role, but he hasn't yet. Lamar Miller is still the starter. Bilal Powell on the Jets. It's terrible. Uh, then uh, this Henderson guy in Denver, Washington, and Oakland. DeAndre, who's worse than Jalen Richard. These are a bunch of backups that don't see the field, so why bother wasting... So- I get getting one or two of them. You need more than just two fucking guys. Yeah, what separates us from these guys is we have two legit Tier 1s, followed by Jack McKinnon, who might be a Tier 1. Followed by uh, Theo Riddick. Some of these guys have maybe one tier one, followed by no one. So, yeah, there's a lot of depth at running back a lot of teams. What I learned from doing this research here is you're going to have to get a lot of depth, but just try to get the guys that have some upside. Buck Allen and Kenneth Dixon, there's no fucking upside there. But now with the young Alex Collins. Bilal Powell, there. no upside. DeAndre Washington, who's the number four on the team, there's no upside. no upside. We've seen what these guys can do, they're mediocre at best. There's not, they're not worth having. I know you've got to get backups on a team with 28 guys. Look for guys that have the potential to do something impressive. So let's move on to wide receiver. Who's got the best wide receivers here? Why were they where they uh, get these guys? Tell me about tell me about the receivers in our league. Grumman and Silver Skeeters get the best receivers, folks. It's not even close. Not this. This is his tier one receivers: Odell Beckham and AJ Green. Jesus. Followed by Tier 2 of Fitzgerald and Jeffrey. Tier 3 is Kelvin Ridley, Demarius Thomas, and Doug Baldwin. He's yeah. got six legitimate... Starters. I mean, these are Maybe fantasy, even seven. These I mean, are yeah, fantasy he's starters. Yes, starters. We start in this league, three wide receivers. It's a lot. And then there's that three flex so spots. So potentially six. So this guy could fill all his flex spots every week with those receivers and not even worry about his running backs. It's the same guy that only has Joe Mixon and Duke Johnson <laughs> as running back, but there's a reason his running backs suck. It's because he went all in on wide receivers and he fucking dominated the wide receiver. Out of those seven receivers right there, which two do you like the least? The least? Yeah. I would say Calvin Ridley. Okay. Because I don't like his landing spot that much. And I don't, I don't personally like Doug Baldwin very much. I would probably say Demarius Thomas, who I think has a ton of talent, but I mean, Case Keenum's there now, so his numbers should go back up, but his numbers for the last two years have been on such a decline, it's kind of embarrassing for for a receiver that should be a a Tier 1 receiver. Sure. Guy's got got studs. 
all day long. I also listed here as uh, some solid receiving core, the Hawkins Demogorgons listed them again. They have 16 fucking wide receivers <laughs> on this team. Devontae Adams, who was the guy that we were targeting out of the gate, yeah. because if you're looking at young wide receivers that have crazy upside. With crazy upside because of a, a great offense and everything else with it. And t- it's, touch it's it's not out of, out of the realm of possibility that, that this Devontae Adams kid ends as a top three receiver this year. Yeah, I think it's but, almost but likely. Between Odell, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams is going to be top five all day Absolutely. Long. Uh, as a tier two, Nelson Aguilar, who's one of my favorite guys right now, young guys coming up. He's got Julian Edelman, who's getting older, but can still play Cameron Meredith, who's in a beautiful spot. Uh, and then he's got a ton of guys. Here we go back to this upside. You've got to draft backup guys. He's got a ton of guys here that I think have a lot of upside. Kenny Galladay in Detroit, who was doing things before he got hurt last year, can take all those targets back away from Marvin Jones. Uh, we got Jamon Moore, who's the, uh, the first of the three receivers drafted in Green Bay. Now that's, that's pretty good. That's two on Green Bay. I think he was drafted in the third round by Green Bay. That's that's pretty solid. Malcolm Mitchell, also in New England. But when Malcolm Mitchell oh. played, he was hurt all year last year. But when he played, he did really well. And then Chester Rogers, who's a really late draft pick at Indianapolis. But just this, or maybe two weeks ago, Indianapolis came out and said, in the race for the number two wide receiver role, Chester Rogers is head and shoulders above everybody else right now. It's impressive. And I'll, if if Andrew Luck's there, I'll take the number two on that team for sure. Yeah, that, that absolutely you would. Especially if that's the sixth or seventh guy on your fantasy roster. I like I like the upside in his depth. You know who else has upside? Who's that? Dewey's nuts. Dewey's nuts. Not you personally. Lots of upside. Yeah. <laughs> downhill, buddy. All uh, downhill from here on out. Yeah, I know. The reason I think that, that we did okay, we got... Keenan Allen as a as a as a as a tier one. Oh, I mean, he's a tier he's legitimate great. tier one. He's and young and great. We talk about young guys, top three receivers. He has a legitimacy that he might be up there with these guys. Absolutely, especially in a PPR, they throw it to him a lot. Yeah, ten Absolutely. receptions, hundred yards, and two That's touchdowns. A lot, of, a lot of balls. Now this is where we, we our, our tier two drops off a lot here. Um, we're putting a lot of, of faith in here that Cooper Cup's going to take a big step forward. Yeah, but, but the thing about these three guys is, if if I'm on a, just a regular redraft fantasy league, I would take any one of these three guys as my wide receiver two on my team. I uh, I would take Cup and Shepard as 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 le- could be legitimate twos. Sanu only I'm a little bit terrified only because of Ridley there now. Yeah, yeah. If Sanu can keep the production or at least most of the production from last year, awesome. We'll see what Ridley does. But yeah, Cup, Shepard, and Sanu, these guys are all good wide receiver twos that I feel comfortable uh, starting every week on our team. Shepard and Cup all day long. Then I, And then, just like before, you know, we've got some young guys. we got some rookies in here that I think is the best rookie group out of all the wide receiver rookie groups in the league, Give in our me. league. It's DJ Moore, who we took as the first rookie. Steve Smith says is, is, is best best receiver in Carolina since him. That's that's high praise. It is. And Steve Smith is not one to dish out praise. No. Uh, Michael Gallup in Dallas, who could end up being the number one receiver and more targets. It's a receiving core that's starting over fresh. So give me the, give me the guy who's athletically talented there. And then this Aitman kid who we took in, in the last round of the draft. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen it. I'll tell you a little bit about it later. But he made the best catch in all levels of football last <laughs> you year. You texted it to me. Yeah. You wanted me to watch it. It's amazing. We also took this guy, uh, Valdez Scantling. He was the second of the receivers taken by the Green Bay Packers this well, year. I like a lot. So we took him late. He could be, if, if he ends up being, they took three. 
you have to That's imagine they're, one repl- of them, they're replenishing that whole stack. One of them's going to end up cashing in. So it's a lottery ticket we're taking out on this guy. And who knows? Might end up being awesome. Well, Allison Geronimo has been a flyer up there for, for two years now. Not not productive all the time, but... Geronimo Allison. The same thing. Okay. Not the Geronimo, the hey, Indian. Geronimo. My kid loves that song. <laughs> but the point is, is that someone's there's going to be upside from one of these receivers there, besides the number one. Yeah, we've also got some not-so-much rookies, but younger dudes that I still think have a lot of upside. It's all about upside at depth. Albert Wilson, who I like to take over... The slot role in Miami, he's not going to get Landry targets, but he's going to get a good chunk of Landry's targets, I think. I like Tajay Sharp, who missed last year, but he started to develop I'm a I'm not rapport. a big Tajay Sharp fan. He really disappointed. Oh, he fell off, years he fell off the face of the earth. Two, well, he got hurt. Dante Moncrief, we took a flyer. We think Moncrief is the most athletically talented, so we took him. Well, we we, we based this on upside. We, we, yeah. we, 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 talent, baby. Draft Lee, Lee talent. was there. We, we passed on Lee. We passed on all of them. The only here's an interesting bit. When we drafted Moncrief, the only Jacksonville wide receiver that had already been drafted, you know who it was? No. Keelan Cole. Who the fuck drafted that? Everybody else was still on the board. Marquise Lee was on the board. DD Westbrook was on the board. Dante Moncrief was on the board. They were all still there. Keelan Cole was taken. Moron. Yeah. Bad 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 manager there. Yeah. Anybody else do well at wide receiver? Um, yeah, Monstars did good. He he did a good job with his rookies. He, he drafted Shark, Kirk, Washington. Might be better than our rookies. Yeah, they absolutely are better than rookies. They're going to play immediately. All those guys are going to be number two receivers coming out of the gate. Ours are not. Washington will be a number three in Pittsburgh behind Juju. But they're going to play three receivers I do really like Christian Kirk. We talked a lot about trying to get Christian Kirk, and we didn't. Bastard stole him from us. Yeah. Who else he has? He's got Amari Cooper. He's got Allen Robinson, Josh Gordon. These are guys I hate. I, I hate all three of those. I guys. don't mind the first two. Josh Gordon, to me, just hasn't played in three years, so I'm not sure why he drafted him as high as he did. He still has Doxon, Allen Hearns, and Westbrook. All guys I like. Guys that are that are that are again. You can you can evaluate their matchups and play them. So there's a theme that keeps coming up for me, and it, with with big rosters, you need depth that has upside. It's all about upside. It's all about upside at your depth. If you do that well, you're fine. And forget about your top tier guys. Everybody's going to have top tier guys. You need upside with depth. Not upside that has necessarily really high floors or decent floors, but give me the guys who have ceilings that are through that are the roof up there. Yes. Now we did our our big conversation. We had a big conversation about this during the draft. Came down to drafting. It was our third receiver that we drafted. And it came between Christian Kirk and Sterling Shepard. We went back and forth about do we take Shepard, who we think has a nice floor, or do we take Kirk, who we think has a crazy high ceiling. In the end, we decided Shepard. I think it had something to do with our roster construction at this point because we didn't really have a whole lot that we can rely on at that point. We had no one we could rely on. Uh, If we were to go back and do it again, I think I'd take Kirk. Only because you higher upside. Because of the upside. Sterling, Sterling, we we like Sterling Shepard a lot. Great player. But we don't think his ceiling is as high as Kirk's is. Correct. Kirk, Christian Kirk, who after Larry Fitzgerald leaves, will take over the slot. How much later was Kirk drafted? I'll look it up for you. Same round, I believe it was the same round. No way. You can look it up. I'll tell you about the worst team. Worst team. This, my son. I think this might be the second time that we've mentioned him (laughs) in a bad light. So he did draft T.Y. Hilton. That's his best receiver. And if Andrew Luck plays, great. If he doesn't, ah, 
Other than that, he's got Marvin Jones, who I think is outrageously overrated because he had a a six-game streak that he went off on last year. Randall Cobb, who I still think is going to be cut this year. What else? He's got Jamison Crowder. Could be all right. We'll see. He's got Mr. Sicklesell. He's got two bum rookies, Zay Jones and Laquan fucking Treadwell. That's his whole deal. So, so Sicklesell there doesn't have any upside because he can't play. These bum rookies that aren't ever going to touch the field, no upside. Zay Jones, we saw him play last year. He did okay. He may have some, but Laquan Treadwell does not have any upside. Here's the polar opposite of our team. Not anymore. No say. upside in the depth. Yeah, I agree with you. We have upside in the in, in that in that fourth tier. This guy, the, like you said, Lacan Treadwell has no upside there anymore in his career. Not at anymore. the point, right. he's been there for four years, hasn't done anything. Amber mentioned for worst team. That's what she said. He's got Stefan Diggs, who we like. We like him. And after that, it goes Robert Woods, Goodwin, and Coleman, who are fair. Well, well, Corey Coleman is going to lose so many targets on that team this year because of Landry. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is going to lose some targets this year. Robert Woods is going to lose some targets this year. All of them. I still but, but like Goodwin okay. and Woods are Goodwin. Goodwin and Woods at least are, are fair. Yes. But after that, this, listen to this next tier. Give them to me. Kevin White. Yikes. Tawan Taylor, okay. Corey Latimer, Deion Kane, Alan Lazard, and Jerron Brown. Fucking garbage. Is there any upside there? Flaming pile of, of horse of shit. shit. Yeah, bad, bad draft there. That's what she said. So those are the main positions. We're not going to talk about tight end because who cares? Although there are teams that drafted five tight ends. I'm just saying yeah, the one that has Kelsey's got by far the best team. So I want to cho- I want to do that. I want to look at the best teams in this league. When we look at the roster construction as a whole, who do you think is going to do well? Tell me a little bit about why. My guess is that it has something to do with upside. Yeah, it's got a lot to do with upside. Though. The, the best team in our dynasty league is the Monstars. Let's do this team for a second here. Aaron Rodgers, legit number one quarterback, legit number one player in fantasy football, followed by Todd Gurley. Running backs, not exceptionally strong here, but Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake, Amari Cooper, Doxon, Christian Kirk, Alan Hearns, Kenny Stills. He just has a lot of, he's got a lot of depth here, and, and he can he can rotate, and he's got nine flex or sorry, eight flex players there that he can rotate pretty fairly continuously. Yeah, I don't really like Amari Cooper that much, but other than that... Upside, that upside, list, yeah, upside, upside. I think our team is good. I think our team might be the second or third best team in this league. Our, we're definitely a top-tier team by all, all day long. I think so. We were concerned about it. We went, we we joked about it being a you know, fuck-off, garbage Well, I think where we rebounded a little bit is we did a good job drafting that depth with upside, at, at, at once we got to rounds 12, because I, I think our team fell apart between rounds 7 and 12, yeah. when all, everyone that we liked and wanted was went gone. off the board. Yeah, but we you're right, you're right. Once we hit past, once we got past that into the teens, and we started focusing on upside, you're right, we did, we nailed it, I think. We did good, good job, Wiz. We're going to win this league uh, one of these days. Well, I think we're going to win the first year because of... Because of our team being superior, I'm just concerned in the long term, which is supposed to be the point of the dynasty. Someone's grandma's going to die. He's going to drop out. You know, maybe we can we can, we can you know accumulate their players at that point. Yeah, grandma's going to die. <laughs> I also think the Hawkins Demogorgons have a pretty good team. So they have great depth at wide receiver. They're running back stable, so they don't have very many running backs. I don't think we talked about their running backs yet. I do want to mention them really quick. I think he's got only five or six running backs on his team, which is a lot less than everybody else. Give them to me. Who are they? But there's there's no jokes on this team. So you've got Kareem Hunt, 
just so everyone knows, the two players we wanted, this bastard stole them from us. He stole Devontae Adams and Kareem Hunt. We wanted them in our first, in the second yeah, round yeah, of our picks. And he had the turn. So he picked at 112 and 201 where he picked these guys. He, so he's got Kareem Hunt. Uh, he's got Deion Lewis, who I think is going to be the no. guy on that team to own. Um, he's got Tevin Coleman, who's a great PPR guy. Good fantasy guy. Nick Chubb, who we think is going to be real good, yep. even though he's in Cleveland. Corey Clement, who I think is going to be a great PPR guy in Philadelphia. And Marlon Mack, uh, who is going to have the shot to be. He's gonna. He's got some competition with some new guys coming in. But well, we, we, we talk about upside. Coleman's got a ton of upside, and so does Clement. Chubb's got upside. I think Deion Lewis got his upside. And Lewis Mack, does not. The other, the other three do. You're fucking crazy. Should we make a bet? Sure. We haven't made a bet in a while. Our our bet is just going to be straight up Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry, Henry, most fantasy points. Dewey's nuts. And, uh, Loses again. You're a loser. Is it loser. In our, is it PPR because it's in our PPR league? Yeah, fair enough. Fine with me. I would almost even give you points on this How many one. points do you want to give me? Zero. It's a bet. Yay! Yeah, we have a lot of bets to pay up on the end of this year. End of the year. Uh, all right, so how about the worst team overall in our league? Because those three are, are, I think, clearly head and shoulders above the rest. Yes, those three are the worst overall team. That's what she said. He doesn't have six starters. He's got Zeke, great player, followed by Howard, who everyone likes. He's a legitimate running back. The problem is he's not. he doesn't catch the ball ever. Stephon Diggs, Corey Coleman, Robert Woods. That's his team, folks. It's only five. That doesn't even fill your flex That's spots. That's the core of his team. That doesn't fill any of his flex spots, in fact. Who's his... in, give me the next bottom feeder. Uh, I think Zarkava or at Zarkava. Terrible team name. Terrible team. He doesn't have enough top-tier players. He doesn't have enough te- players to fill up his flex spots. If I was constructing his roster, it would look something like Devontae Freeman. Then I'd have to stick Jay Ajayi, who I hate in the running back, too. <laughs> Hopkins and Cooks are fine as wide receivers one and two, but then who? Jarvis Landry at three on the Browns. And his flex spots, who are you going to stick in there? Devin Funches? We hate Funches. Sony Michelle, a running back on the New England Patriots that plays a role that everybody else on that team that's not named Jeremy Hill plays. And what, Carlos Hyde, Emmanuel Sanders, Ted Ginn? I don't like any of these guys. I, I don't like any of them. He's got a bunch of backups. Devin Cousins Funches, and Keenum. Devin Funches is terrible. Cousins and Keenum are his two quarterbacks, who I think they're good, but neither of them is a stud. And you can probably go matchups between the two and do okay. I think that's the problem. Is, is our, we, we only have two quarterbacks, and one is a, a legitimate stud. This guy's got he's got Cousins and Keenum, who are bottom, bottom, bottom level starters. Yeah, so those are the worst two. Now let's do this bit. We have so many more questions to talk about. Give me the best picks that were made at some point in this draft, picks that you thought, wow, well done, sir. I really like the Monstars pick here at, at pick 77, seven, seventh round, fifth pick. Aaron Jones, folks. He's got a chance to be the number one running back in Green Bay, a high-scoring offense. When he played last year, he put up great numbers. Again, pick 77. Yeah, and I think he fell because they haven't come out clearly and said who's going to be the guy. But Aaron Jones is the most talented running back on that team. He should be the guy. And running backs on good teams are the way to go. Here's some picks that I really liked. Juju at the pick 310, which doesn't the, seem the that... candy? Juju Smith-Schuster. Like oh. the Juju Bees? Yeah, the Juju Bees. Okay. Oh, those are too fucking hard. Man, they're not, they're not chewy. Uh, he was picked after the likes of Corey Davis, which blows my mind. Yeah. Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper... 
you know, the 310 isn't that late for Juju, but those three guys going before you, you were you were fucking robbing. Cooper, somebody. I'm not sure. The other two, yeah, I agree with you. Juju Smith-Schuster could absolutely be flirting with wide receiver one numbers by the end of this It's a lot. You think there's going to be two tier number one running backs and just playing out in Pittsburgh? I think so. It's yeah. possible. Good luck on that one. Any other picks we liked? I thought, I, I'm not a big Shady McCoy fan here, uh, but he got picked in the fifth round, sixth pick. That He's still... I don't personally like him, but he's a number one running back, and he is legitimate. He could be a tier one running back. Value there. There's it's tons about of the value. value. We've talked about yes. value for weeks on this show. I, I agree. How about that first turn we mentioned a minute a minute ago when Hawkins took Kareem Hunt and Devontae Adams? That was our start, Dick. Yeah, he stole him from us. I, I he fell apart. After. I don't think... Did he get value, though? Uh, for those guys... I think that's about where they should have gone. Yeah, I mean, he made he made two good picks. I mean, that, that's that's what I would tell you. Chester Rogers, I mentioned him earlier in Indianapolis, might end up being the number two. He was picked in the twenty sixth round. Twenty sixth round. If he ends up being the number two, there, fantastic value. The last thing I want to say here: we argued back and forth for quite a while about quarterback picks in our draft. Sure, I, I want. I said I don't want to pick a quarterback till round nine, and you got pissed off. Why wouldn't you pick somebody? Blah blah blah. Because you blah. made an arbitrary number. About forty five minutes ago, you said this. My son had the best quarterback draft in this league. I Cam, said, Mariota, Matt Ryan. He picked them in round seven, twelve, and eighteen. Because we were foolish in not drafting Matt Ryan as a backup in round 16. Yeah, we should have definitely drafted I mean, fuck, that's just us. Did, did he we did ha- a good job, we did a bad job. Did we have a round 16? Speaking of bad jobs, give me some terrible, awful, what-the-fuck kind of draft picks we saw in this draft. Some bad picks here. You kind of went a little bit over the top here in some of these, so I'm just going to tell Mindstars, who, who I've been talking about all night, pick 49, you pick Josh Gordon. I could ki- what the fuck is he thinking? Josh Gordon is not the 49th best player in fantasy football at this point. Not he hasn't played in, in since 2014, folks. We're four years later now. It's not good. What do you mean I went ape shit? Well, I got and, lots of options. And I'm, uh, here's another one that you identified, and I, I couldn't believe that you fucking picked this person. The Night Marchers drafted Kelvin fucking Johnson. Kelvin Johnson. When has Kelvin Johnson played? Kelvin Johnson's not going to play. Since 2015, right? They like, actually he's been retired for like three years ago. They actually drafted Kelvin Johnson. They remember. It's a dynasty league. You're supposed to get young guys. So even, let's say some grace of God, he comes back and plays. He's 38. Maybe this guy should have drafted Des Bryant instead. Lev Bell goes off the list after Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley. This draft, this was a steal. So your your point here is that whoever picked Kamara and Barkley over the Bell was were idiots. Yeah. So if you're the Kamara guy who gets, in a dynasty league, I don't know. It's not that bad of a pick. Well, now but, after Mark Ingram got in, no. But Barkley's Barkley's insane. Are you? I mean, let, let, what are we thinking here? Also, Barkley's playing behind a pretty shit garbage offensive line. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what that's what my, my statement would be. Is Bell's not Bell? Bell plays again. You made the statement earlier. You pick running backs to play in high scoring offenses. He plays in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson and Carson I, Wentz I, got picked before Aaron Rodgers. I didn't understand that? Did you? No. Well, in you're draft? picking. I guess you're picking youth. But Aaron Rodgers is not that old. He's 34, folks. He's got years. Drew Brees is 39 and still playing. Tom Brady's 41 or whatever. Still playing. Derrick Henry went at the 307. That went before Jarek McKinnon. I don't Sean mind this Penny, pick that Even bad. Ronald Jones. I think Deion Lewis is the guy. You don't. You think Derrick Henry's the guy. just made a bet on this. Yeah, so to me, this was a, st- a stupid pick. Amari Cooper was picked at the 212. Wide receiver 12. In my rankings, I have him ranked as a wide receiver 24. It's because you're an idiot. 
Okay. You're an idiot. Or like I've watched You're him. You're a loser. I've actually watched him play football You're for a the loser. last couple of years. He's uh, he's a head case. Mike Evans was drafted at the 110. He went before guys like Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown. But see, this is... AJ Green, Stephon Diggs. All those guys went after Mike Evans. I'm not sure why Antonio Brown did. The other, other ones you can argue about, Mike Evans still has a ton of upside. Up and down and up and down and up and down. I think Adams has more upside. I think Allen has more Give upside. me some moves that you wish you would have made for improvement. What moves do you think that you actually could have done to Thinking actually... back. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty. What What do you think you, you wish you would have done? So we made we ended up making four total draft pick trades. We talked about this last week a little Two bit. Two of them we made early, and uh, one of them ended up in us losing a lot of those picks like we just talked about. We lost a fifth. We lost a seventh. I think if I would, I would have definitely tried to retain more of these picks in the middle rounds because that's yeah. where we fell off. We did manage to come back and recover later, but those middle, early middle rounds, we jumped out far and above people, and then these people came roaring back, and then we had to scramble to try to keep up yes. with them. So it was a weird. I would, I would have liked to have kept some of those. You know, we didn't draft any rookie running backs this year which is which is fucking nuts considering the amount of rookie running backs. it is the best i've heard over and over this is probably the best rookie running back draft class ever, ever. yeah and we didn't draft a single goddamn one yeah we fucked that up but we did draft a whole shitload of wide receiver rookies <laughs> in what is which is one of the worst wide receiver <laughs> rookie draft classes in a long time so folks in a year when we tell you how bad that we actually finished in the bottom tier we'll talk about that our tight ends are, uh, we're rolling with Eric Ebron as our starter. Oh. Who else we got? Dallas Goddard. No, you wouldn't let me draft no. him. Guess who we do have? Adam Shaheen, baby. We have Adam Shaheen, who's fucking Woo! awful as a backup that's, on his own team. Okay, there's upside there. Oh, is there? There is a lot of upside. You keep telling me there's upside there. I have yet to see. He has a high game. ratio of red zone TDs. He had 12 catches last and year. And four touchdowns. We also have Ian Thomas. I kind of like the Ian Thomas like Ian pick. Thomas. Might take over the role from Greg Olson. In Carolina. Olson it's not a bad one. But I would have drafted a tight end earlier because there were a lot of guys like a Hunter Henry, a Trey Burton that I liked that I thought we could get good value of and it didn't fall to us. I think your points E and F here are 100% valid. Um, I, I think this, go, this, this, this isn't just dynasty drafts, right? This is mm-hmm. every single draft you go into. It is so easy to fucking procrastinate and just not and, and wing it. What, what do you think you learned out of this? We didn't make... A plan. Every draft I go into, I make a fucking plan. Even if it's the first time I've done this model, I make a plan. I was telling you the other day or a couple of weeks ago, the first time I did an auction draft, I went out and I valued each of the top like 300 players to how much money I thought they were worth going into it. Plans fall apart, but I made fucking plans. Every one of my redraft leagues... Meaning you are prepared. Every one of my redraft leagues, I go in and I actually fill out... Uh, four or five different versions of the way I think the first five rounds are going to go based on the guys in my league that sure. I know. I like to prepare. You know how much prepare? I, at the very least, I rank my guys by tiers so I can say, okay, I see no tier three running backs left, but sure. here's a tier threes. We didn't even do that. How much preparation did we do? Yeah, I, t- I in my own head, I kind of felt like it was always a week away. Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing I know, we just oh, fucking won we're it, on buddy. the clock. Oh. We just fucking won it. That was stupid. <laughs> that was stupid. Here's the other thing. The other thing that you absolutely must do, especially in a brand new format, mock draft like crazy. Man, you should mock draft fucking 45 times before we did this. You know how many I did? I think two. 
Yeah, I I looked at some tears and that was it. That's it, dude. We were yeah. ill prepared. We were ill prepared and we were, we were we were scrambling. We did we're, a lot of scrambling. We're brilliant, so we scrambled well, but we did not prepare. Uh, any overall feedback or lessons learned about Dynasty that you, that you picked up here that you want to tell the people? Yeah, I think the things that we failed on is 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 we, again we talked about we didn't we you know we, we scrambled we didn't create tears we should have make some fucking tier make some rankings. tears. No prep work. We should have fucking prepped, right? Great. You talk about the plan. The plan was good. I thought a lot of the depth that we should have obtained happened through picks five through seven, five through eight. Yeah. We had two picks. One. I would say they even happened five through 12, and we had two picks in five through 12. We had two picks in round six. Oh, um, yeah. I did trade up to get those. Yeah, we, right. but, but the bottom line is, I mean, you're, you're right. There was a ton of depth that went round six, five through 12, and we didn't have that was that was the least amount of picks we had. Yeah, here's the thing that so you know I was all jacked up about making trades. So I made two trades before you and I even started talking about this, which yeah. means we didn't have any kind of plan for what we wanted to do. <laughs> In round six, we made a trade uh, very specifically because we saw a player we liked, yeah. so we traded up to make sure which we could, was a fair trade. We could get that him. That was Russell Wilson. We didn't have a concept for what we were going to do before I made these trades and. I don't think... We didn't talk about repercussions at all, and it bit us in the ass in those rounds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What else we want to talk about here? Similarities to redraft leagues? Middle picks count. Middle picks count. How about, what are the big differences from redraft leagues to these dynasty leagues? The difference here is that youth in, in, in a lot of, like, especially in our auction league, that in my auction leagues that I, that I participate in, that youth, you're buying at... at, at Five, six, seven. There's always going to be the studs like McCaffrey that go over twenty. Fournette goes for twenty. But after that, it tails off quickly, and you're getting guy good value at at four, five, six, seven dollars. In this, not no, not so here. Not dynasty. Barkley, like you just talked about. Barkley went ahead of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Eight of the first twenty-seven running backs were rookies. Crazy. Watson and Wentz before went before Rogers. Crazy. Jimmy Garoppolo was drafted before Tom Brady. Yeah, craziness. Youth goes fast, and and the thing is, just polar opposite. Vets slide. Antonio Brown was a fifth wide receiver taken. That should not happen. No, I don't like Antonio Brown, but he is a number one. He's a number one wide receiver. He's. Oh, I only like Odell Beckham better than him. Yeah, uh, roster roster size was a little bit crazy and hard to handle and hard to wrap our minds around over this nine days of drafting. 336 yeah. players. If you guys talk about the NFL draft being long and painful, imagine that times three. Ugh. And then trades. We've got to figure that out. If you're going to play in a dynasty, what you need to do is figure out what value your picks have so you know what kind of trades to make and you know what kind of value to get. When I traded uh, a third, a fifth, and a seventh to get a second, that was a serious de- devaluation of our of our. Yeah, we fucked that up big time. So, but I didn't know what the value was. Last thing I want to do here, an hour and a half into this podcast... <laughs> Um, I just want to spend a little bit of time oh, talking God. about some flyers here. Once again, Dweez Nuts takes a flyer. Here's why I want to talk about some flyers. Because at this point in the draft, the last round, round 28, I had stopped talking to Wiz altogether. <laughs> and I, was just, I was soloing this bit. Because he was, whatever, working or something, so he couldn't respond. Again, folks, remember, Cartman in Warcraft equals Dwayne. 
We ended up with we ended up with three picks in the twenty eighth round. Three. And I am particularly proud of all three of these. Remember guys like Calvin Johnson were being drafted at this point. Okay, I want to tell you about the three flyers I took and why I'm so excited about our twenty. One of these is far and above your number three here is far and above the best. Sure. We took Tajay Sharp in the twenty eighth. 23 years old. He missed Boo. all of last year. He averaged four targets. Boo. What did you write here? Four yards per target uh, in the 16 game in Boo. 2016, which was 26th best in the league. And this and the story came out recently that from the day he got healthy in the offseason. Do you know how Goodell feels in, at the NFL draft? Lots of booed. Yeah. Boo. I do know how that feels, in fact. The uh, story came out that as soon as Tajay Sharp was healthy in the offseason, uh, he was out in California getting himself right. Well, Marcus Mariota flew out there, and they have been working one-on-one every day together, the two of them, since that moment until their camp started. Laying pipe. Give it to me. I love that. I love that. You know, that's upside. Is a guy who's trying to build rapport. He's a receiver who's a decent. He's got decent skills. Yeah, I like it. Your next one. Marcel Aitman. I talked about him earlier. The rookie out of Oklahoma State. He was a seventh-round pick in Oakland. He is six foot five. 216 pounds. You know, you don't have to run a route if you're six foot five, 216 pounds. You just go stand in the end zone and jump over the fucking tiny 5'10 guy in front of you. Uh, he has amazing hands. Go Google it. Best catch you'll see in football. It, it, it definitely here, rivaled the Odell Beckham catch. He's a fifth receiver on this team. Here are his. Here's his competition, though, okay? Amari had Case Cooper, it. the guy who can't, can the guy who can't stay out of his head. Jordy Geritol Nelson. They signed Nelson. Nelson's going to play. He's 49 years old. And his actual real competition, because these are similar guys, is Martavis Puff Puff Pass Who's Bryant. a good fucking player when he's on the field. Doesn't get on the field. So what I'm saying is, here's a guy who's got some skills, who's got some physical traits that are valuable in the league, 6'5", 216. Uh, and, his, and, and there's... Nobody ahead of him on the on the roster here is a locked and loaded guy. Maybe you can say that about Amari Cooper because what they pay him, but his performance is not there. And lastly, our very last pick. I think it was the last pick in the whole draft. Mr. Irrelevant? Mr. Irrelevant, Jeremy Hill. Yeah, like we talked about him earlier. He's a candidate for the blunt role in New England. He's only 25 years old still. So he's still young. He's still young. He's only one year removed from his 900-yard, nine-touchdown season when he only played 15 games. In his career, outside of last year, where they just decided he wasn't going to get to touch the ball anymore, nine touchdowns, 11 touchdowns, nine touchdowns. This is a guy that can produce, has produced. I still like his talents. He's still young, and he's going to a team that knows how to use a role player. Role players, is, the, is and he's going to be valuable. So give me that at the 336th pick. Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, my God. Tweez Nuts knows how to take a goddamn flyer. You want some stats? Stats of the week? Why is this show still running? Because you fucked up. You were talking too much again. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. Alright. What percentage of points in a fantasy draft comes from your first three picks? So in the first three rounds? First three rounds. What percentage of points? What percentage of your points at the end of the year... Comes from your first three picks. 25. 33%. 33? It's a large percentage of your points. It's a large percentage. Do you think that we succeeded at that? Yeah, we started out strong. I'm not 
Our first three picks were CMC. Yep, Gordon Keenan and, Allen, and Keenan Allen. Calvin Gordon. We shall see. I'm not sure if that equals everyone else's, but... We'll see. we got to jump start, I think. Yeah. All right, here's your next one. Fantasy Football Calculator developed a tool indicating drafting this position in the first three, in the first three rounds results in higher weekly scores. Name it. This position in the first three rounds, higher weekly scores. Yep. Well, I know it's going to be one of two. This position. It's either going to be... It's either going to be quarterback or tight end. And I'm guessing it's quarterback because I've told you that I don't like taking a quarterback. Or it is a quarterback. Good job in the process of elimination. Yeah. That's only because... That's, uh, that's uh, only uh, because... Uh, uh, no, 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 no. That's only because... The bottom line here is that drafting a quarterback, you're obviously putting yourself in position to win on a weekly basis. It's only because... So I'm not sure when you talk about week nine, there's week two nine or, not mattering? There's two or three quarterbacks that are worth taking that early because they're that much better than everybody else, but that's it. So yeah, you take one of those, fine. But and then you finish. Outside of then, those, then two, you finish. I know you you put up more points on a weekly basis. Sure, matters, buddy. Matters. Look, we took Russell Wilson in the sixth round. We'll be all right, guys. It's a school night, and it's fucking at least fifteen minutes past my bedtime. Ugh. It is at the very least what thirty-five minutes past our podcast time. So. uh... <laughs> I am going to go rub one off real quick. I'm going to maybe shoot it onto the wife's back. Back of her head? No, because then it gets in her hair. She gets mad. But maybe like on her back, just above her, her ass. Is that, is that where she prefers it? That's where I prefer it. Right. Doesn't matter. So go go write us a review. Same deal as last time. Five-star review means I repeat whatever words you wrote down in that review on air. And if and you, I'll leave, do it with and if you leave if you leave your address, we'll now send you five dollars per per review. Wiz will send you five dollars per review. That feels unethical. And Yelp, you I, like Yelp? I fuck off. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.